Hey everybody, it's Matt Shu from Upright Health, and this morning I was reading a book that I thought had an amazing passage that was relevant to um, how we think about our movement lives, how we think about chronic pain, and what you can do on a very practical level to improve your body. Now, this book is called In Love with the World, A Monk's Journey Through the Bardos of Living and Dying. Uh, my wife picked this book up um, just at a random used bookstore, and it's it, I, I'm not even very far into it. I'm only on page uh, 25. And uh, this book deals with um, this monk's journey from being in a really protected world and then basically escaping from his uh, his monastery and living a life of anonymity where before he was living a very protected life as an abbot within his monastery and lived his entire life protected. And so he goes off on this grand adventure um, of ascetism and basically being, um, you know, destitute. And so right at the beginning of this, of this book, he's talking about one of the reasons, some of his motivations for going off on this journey. And obviously it's not um, just to have fun, right? It's to develop himself deeper, right? And that's very similar to what people who are in chronic pain need to do. Uh, it's something that if you're struggling with some physical ailment, you need to do. And something that I constantly preach about is ATM, always think muscles. And related to that is thinking about the patterns that are leading to the muscle development that you have or the lack of muscle development that you have. And so this one passage popped up to me because it's exactly, exactly the type of thinking that's helpful when you're trying to understand what you're doing to uh, contribute to your own pain. Okay, so without further ado, here is the passage. To break the mold of my conditioning, I had needed to do something a little extreme. In order to break through our conditioning and confront old habits, we might deliberately reverse a common pattern, at least for a limited time. If we habitually pick up a cup with our right hand, we commit to using our left hand, or we vow not to check our media devices more than once an hour, for, or for one week we promise never to exceed the speed limit when driving. I do not drive, but I have been told that this can be quite difficult. Anything that interferes with mindless repetition can function as a wake-up call and an antidote to automatic mindless behavior and habitual fixations. To encourage curiosity and flexibility, it's important to discover our limits and then stretch a bit further. In terms of lifestyle, a wandering retreat for me was a very big stretch, no doubt about it. So when we think about this, I mean, he, he, he straight up says, you know, this kind of deliberate breaking up of our habits can help us become more flexible, right? It encourages curiosity and flexibility. And those two words just shouted at me when I saw them on the page because uh, when you are trying to become more mobile, more flexible, more strong, you need to have curiosity and you need to develop 
flexibility of mind to look at what you're able to do and what you're not able to do and see those things as malleable, see those things as changeable, and see those things as um, characteristics that you are able to change if you can establish the right habits. So where I see people get stuck a lot is they'll say, well, you know what, here, I, I do all these activities. I do, you know, golf, I walk, I run, uh, or uh, very commonly too is I lift really heavy weights and, um, you know, I'm super strong. I have all these muscles. How could I not be healthy? How can I not be pain-free? I do all these things. This pain must have nothing to do with any of the choices I'm making. And so this becomes a massive, massive blind spot for many people because we have this mental conditioning to think, well, I'm doing this thing which is generally recognized as good for me. So if there are negative uh, things going on with my body, they cannot be related to the healthy things that I'm doing. This is a really severe blind spot. It, it's a fallacy that's difficult to see in oneself. Essentially, it's ignoring the fact that dosage matters. You just have to simply think through what you're doing a little bit. And you'll see that there's, there's no activity. There is simply no activity, no physical movement that can be done repetitively to the exclusion of, so, uh, of all the other motions that are available to your body that will feel nourishing and healthy and pain-free for your body. Simple example. Push-ups can be really good for you. Doing 1,000 push-ups every day for 20 years with no other exercise to balance things out would not leave your body in a happy state. Similarly, you might find that doing a little bit of email every day is useful, helpful, helps you make money, all those great things, you support your family, la-di-da-di-da. But if all you did was email for 14 hours a day, every day for 20 years, your brain would be in a pile of mush. So it's important to remember that things that in certain doses and certain contexts can be healthy for you, doing them to the exclusion of everything else that's out there, every other available movement or activity that's out there can easily become detrimental to your health. If you're thinking about, oh, you know, I do, I walk, isn't walking perfectly natural? I walk a lot. Yeah, it is good for you. Uh, life where you're walking a lot is actually great, but... If it's done in the context of a life where you have spent a lot of time sitting, either currently or previously, 
and you've already atrophied a number of lower body muscles and you walk with a bit of a limp and you find that you know you can't even fire your right glute and walking up hills you notice uh, there's a little bit of a tweak in my knee all these little things that kind of nag and add up walking more walking longer may not be a good thing for you until you figure out how to unwind some of these underlying issues so if we think about um, somebody who's walking with a limp because say for whatever reason their hamstrings and their glutes on the right side don't work anymore should they walk 20 miles a day what would be the result this is a happy healthy activity for many people but if you were to continuously walk on that inefficient and uncomfortable pattern what would be the result so in many of our lives we have these underlying issues that have arisen because we are doing something repetitively or literally doing nothing for long periods of time and muscle atrophy or muscle development in certain places is is too much and out of balance from other places and some parts of our body are just completely atrophied and then we say well i do these healthy activities so i i can't be responsible there must be something genetically wrong with me there must be some disease process that's causing my suffering and what i invite you to do today is actually break up the habits think about the things that you do habitually think about the things that you have been sort of blind to see how they could potentially be contributing to what's going on whatever it is if it's a shoulder or a hip issue it's a back issue what i always suggest is that you look at examples of people who are really clearly good at moving their bodies and seeing how your body compares and you will find that something about your body doesn't quite match up to you know that gymnast or that parkour uh, expert or that stunt person that capoeira or whatever practitioner you'll find your body can't do some things and when you see those things i'm going to invite you your assignment today okay listen carefully is to not allow yourself to then make up an excuse for why you can't do that the most common excuse is oh well obviously that person is genetically gifted the second most common excuse that'll come up in your head is oh well <laughs> i mean that person was probably doing that since they were a kid and i'm too old for that there are some other common excuses i'm not going to lay them all out but genetics and age are the two biggest that everyone likes to fall back on but i'm going to invite you to just let those excuses go by and start looking for the reasons potential things that you do or have done that may have contributed to your not being able to 
move as well as maybe you could. So that's the assignment today. Go out, find, find some role model, find some example of somebody who moves really well. Think about how you might have contributed to this disparity, this movement quality disparity. And then think about what habits, what patterns, what things you can change in your life to start bringing yourself just a little bit closer. You don't, even, you don't ever have to get all the way to that level, but just a little bit closer to what you see in your movement role model. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Check out my website at uprighthealth.com. Check out the free massage program. And of course, find me on YouTube, Upright Health on YouTube. Link will be in the show notes. Take care. And remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't.